off, and then I turn it over to the Morays because I know we got 30 minutes. That time fly by. But <laughs> that was the paramount question that I had mm-hmm. when I first learned it. Like, okay, now that I know I'm waking, awakened, uh, what's next? And this is why the Most High even gave us the vision that we have, because after you have been waking, awakened, then the next thing is to a restoration process. Mm-hmm. A restoration process. And what do I mean by that? Things that you lost spiritually and you Go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep talking. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Okay. Yeah, you have to be restored to all the things that you were not able to have spiritually. Mm-hmm. Throughout the, throughout the years, so what 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 do I mean by that? You have to be completely healed um, emotionally, mm-hmm. and that's why we're going through what is called like, the healing process, the Ruka process. Things where these things have to be restored unto you because we lo- we lost everything. That's right. We lost identity. We lost culture. We lost uh, our minds. So the Most High have to restore those things back to us. So now you go through a process of submitting a process of a process of learning a process of allowing Yahushua like you should say that um that any man that comes unto me he has to first what he has to deny himself that's right and he said come unto me that all that are weary and laden and what i would give you rest rest mm-hmm. for what your soul needs full restoration that's right because we're not in our original mindset we're not uh uh the grace with the Ruach that the Most High given us, but this this is what has to happen. Yeah, the, the Ruach has to be restored unto you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to understand what uh, what were your what were your commandments, what were your laws, what what did the Most High establish for us to make us a full totality of the measure of uh, Hamashiach of Christ that's within us. So those things have to be restored unto you, your culture. Uh, the Ruach, um, the laws, the commandments, um, how to follow the Messiah, because mm. he's going to give you your pathway back. And then after that, then you prepare for prophetic end-time events, because there's certain things that's going to happen. So you have to be prepared to pre- prepare for those things in order to duplicate those things within uh, the nation, uh, within uh, the body of uh, Yahushua overall. So that's what I would say. You have to be restored, and then you have to be prepared for what's to come. That's good. That's good. All right, other mores. Yes, sir. I will jump in and pick it back on. Um, show everybody. Uh, I think one of the biggest things that we have to understand is that Yahuwah never gives revelation without responsibility. Um, Yahuwah never gives us a revelation mm. without a responsibility. Right. The issue is, um, even in this day, you know, it is an awesome thing for us to get awakened to the fact that we're the people. That's that's awesome. You know, we got awakened. Even those that are getting awakened, you know, it's a lot of excitement, a lot of hype, uh, a lot of anger, uh, because, you know, why my preacher ain't that? Why my pastor ain't never told me that? Why, you know, so it's a whole lot of emotions going on. Um, but then it's going to have to get to a point that we have to understand that there's a responsibility that's required of us for you. Who ain't gonna waste his time just waking you up and giving you a knowledge, right? And not giving you a task or a function mm-hmm. behind that. So to understand that um, we broke an ancient covenant, that's right. We broke an ancient oath, and understanding that we are the people that did it. And then when you look at your life, you still, you know, we still flow in that same cycle. Even at times, it looks different, but it's the exact same. 
So understanding that we got to come back to the ancient mind. The Bible tells us to seek you the ancient past. Mm-hmm. So the more we, we come back to that, we start realizing, okay, I got to be conformed. I got to be changed to the image of his dear son. I got to be changed back to the uh, the mindset of who he created us to be in the beginning. So first is realization, but understand that this position is a responsibility. Right. You know, when he calls you to set above everybody. Like that right there, that's not just, you know, so you can prop your foot up, you know, and lick the bottom of my shoes. Car. It ain't nothing <laughs> like that. Right. No. <laughs> but when you, when, you, when you understand that everybody sees you, because more people see you than you see them. When you understand that your position is high, you got a responsibility to teach and nurture. And then in this dispensation, what Yahuwah's been doing in this awakening, he's been allowing Yahuda to wake up Yahuda. Mm-hmm. He's causing us to wake up our sleeping ox, our sleeping occultese, um, to come back. So then once we understand that we got a responsibility to first return to Torah, first repent and come back, um, when we come back, then we can effectively begin to get our brothers, bring mm-hmm. us up together. Then after that, um, those that cleave to the house, they can come up along with you. And then, you know, um, as Mo said, you know, there are other things uh, because of the times that we're in that we can prepare for. Mm-hmm. But first, we got to understand that there's a responsibility to our hands that we got to come back to Torah. We got to come back to the Alayim of our ancestors, mm-hmm. uh, which is Yahuwah. And without that, and then calling it, you know, learn to call him by who he really is to us. Mm. Because culture, you know, and because if my name is Angelo and you call me Terrence, I ain't looking at you. Now, I know that you just can't get Angelo right. People mess my name up all the time. Mm-hmm. They call me Alonzo, uh, Fernando. I'm like, what? what? But I know what they're talking about. But when I when they get uh, to a point of having a relationship, then they need to understand they got to call me by my right name so they can get the correct response. Right. Because with my name carries different weight. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to um, drop that in there. So he never gives revelation about responsibility. And we got to come back to that responsibility. Okay. Yeah. You go, ahead, you go first, man. Yeah. Well, I, I just to kind of land back on what, what uh, more is. Um, yeah, for me, it was a, a person. Period. Okay. You know, period of of, uh, of introspection, you know, where I had to reevaluate like all the things that I had learned, you know, um, you know, with, with Elder Elder Mori, um, Moshe brought up at one point in time in his teaching is the, the the concept of domestication. Like if I if I were to show you like two pictures of a lion, right? One one picture was um, he was lying down and um, you know he was in his seat. Right, with his, you know, you know sitting up or sitting up a lot down, right? Mm-hmm. And another picture of a lion, you know, he would, he would be walking, you know, he'd be stalking, he'd be, you know, roaming. You know, you would easily be able to look at that. Hey, that one on the left, where he's he's sitting down, sitting still, that's he's domesticated. Well, the one the one on the right, you know, where you look at him and as as a uh, boy, uh, Angela was saying, you know, you see him walking in his function, mm-hmm. you know, he's not domesticated. You know, he's returned back to his his function. Mm. Um, like that's what comes to mind for me, um, and you know, I guess what I, what I mean by that is that you got to re- you know once you once you realize that you're the people of the book, then you have to read the re- go back and read the scriptures as knowing that you're the people of the book, right? Seeing what you know how you were how you're supposed to operate and, and, and uh, function. Um, but I'll kind of just leave that there because 
you know, the, the, the one thing that I'm, I'm going through right now is, is I'm starting to realize that when you do watch Reclaiming the Throne, it makes you realize the, the sacrifice. Right. That, you know, that, that our forefathers had to go to to get to, to, get to this domesticated state. Like, for us to, like, you know, say the 4th of July, you know, people going to be barbecuing, throwing that hog on the grill. Come on. 4th <laughs> of July. <laughs> you know, 4th of July, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but people don't realize that even, like, the, 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 the subtle uh, practice of throwing pork on the grill. Come like, on. That was a major, mm. a major uh, violation of the Inquisition back then. That's right. I mean, believe it or not, that was something that they would, they would literally, uh, they were literally torturing people underneath the, the floorboards of the, of the sanctuary back in the 1860s. Wow. Um, and our people, some of our people were willing to die for them. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we have no clue of the sacrifices that, that our forefathers went to in order to get us to this domesticated state so that when we do throw stuff on the grill, we don't, we don't know how, to, how, how much that we're offending our hands. Mm-hmm. That's right. But I'll throw it back over, over to our more uh, yeah so my my standpoint is um when you look at this stuff when you ask the question what's that again go ahead Maury Yehusha yeah okay. so the question is um what, what do we what do we expect now where do, yeah, where do we go from here and what manner of man we need to be okay so to me both of those questions go back to one thing Mm-hmm. You don't know how to be or what to expect if you don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. If I told you, "Hey, <clears throat> um, this thing is about this, this event is going to come," then you would have to know what the event is to be prepared for it. Right. If you don't know what the event is, then you can possibly lose your life in the midst of it. Wow. I, right. You, I tell you, a tidal wave is coming. Right. Um, and then. You don't know if, it, if I say it, but you don't tell you there's a tidal wave. I just say an event's coming. You might go to the beach and mm-hmm. try to swim. Right. Yeah. Right. So the thing is, when I look at this whole thing, is understanding who you are gives you an outline of the traps to understand how to maneuver them. Okay. Right. Because. We didn't say this in church for a long time. They said that Israel is is Yahuwah's um, time clock. Right? Yeah. They said this in church all the time. That's right. So what does that actually mean? So um, what do these prophecies say will be after these specific people at this specific time? If you don't know what those things are, then you will walk blindly into death. Mm. Mm. You will go get a COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. Come on. Uh-oh. Right? Uh-oh. You will you will sign up voluntary voluntary for trials and things that you because you because you will put your trust in your enemy's hands because you haven't deemed them to be an enemy because you don't understand what the Bible actually says about how they will view you in that specific time. Wow. So going back with what Moshe was saying about awaken, prepare, and restore, or uh, awaken, restore, prepare. So you got to prepare yourself for what is actually to come. Going back what we used to say in church about. This being um, Yahuwah's uh, time clock, right? So when you look at these prophecies, it talks about how this it's a flood that comes after these after these people. There's um, a conglomerate. It says that it literally says there's a controversy, a conspiracy against these specific people. That's right. Um, it talks about it being a controversy in Zion. 
uh, it talks about how um, uh, the, the, the people who hold them captive um, will not show them any like any remorse yeah. or um, or I mean like any mercy. Right. Um, in the midst of that, so a lot of things that's happening like these um, these shifts that's happening in the world. If you've seen it from the Saturn worldview of you had that you had prior, like um, like Benita said, when you've been domesticated, and you coming from the you coming from the mindset that these things or these constructs around you will for your benefit, and then when you start looking at it from the, the biblical standpoint, you understand about what the scripture says about the uh, the powers that be and their plan for you and Yahuwah's plan for you and mm. how you navigate those two things. Right. So. To me, when you're talking about where do we go now, all those things line up, everything everybody just said. And then once that's that weekend, restore and prepare. Once you get the, the prepare context of it is how should I deliver myself now? How, what should my worldview be like? Because your worldview is going to dictate every move that you make. And these moves are going to be pertinent because according to Yahushua, he says that the things that will be instituted at that time would be so dangerous that it will even almost fool the very elect. Yeah. What? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's true. So the context is that this, this is such a thin line that's in front of you that you have to be able to know what your standing is with the most high and what, and um, what their actual agenda is towards you. But if you don't recognize that you are those people that's in, in those prophecies, then there's no way you can probably prepare yourself for those things that's going to happen. And again, so that it, when it boils down to it, it ends up being the blind leading the blind. And then you, you, you're going to fall into the ditch. But it just so happened that this ditch was planned or, or um, uh, premeditated. Right. Wow. So, so anyway, so when you look at context of preparing, I think that's what it is. Um, it's the mindset that you have towards once you know these things, once you've been uh, repented, you realize that you have to return to the covenant. When you realize you got um, you got to be in the Messiah Yahushua, you got to have have the ruach. You've done all those things. Now you got to start seeing what these scriptures say about you in a specific time and how you need to position yourself according to be able to fulfill those prophecies and return um, uh, fully or be fully restored in all the promises concerning you and not be cut off or lost during a time of great distress. Wow. That's good. That, that's so important. And so important to, to know because it's just, it's, it's major to everything. It's one of the greatest things that I had to look at within myself. I had to examine myself to make, like Paul say, mm-hmm. to make sure that I was in the faith. That's right. And one thing that the most I told me in prayer during that time, because what happens is, see, now you're you're at a place where your pride can step in, right? When you look at this information and you start seeing the scriptures through the right lens, now you're not looking at the scriptures through a lens of you uh, being a Gentile, but now you're looking at the scriptures through a lens of now you're being, there's a great call upon your life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a more intimate relationship that you're specifically supposed to have with the Most High because he has desired that. And then you look in the scripture and you see his pursuit of you um, through uh, in pursuit of your lineage. Then it makes you look at what I had to look at and the most I told my praise said, you don't know me. Mm. I'm like, how I don't know you? I didn't, I didn't move in your power. I didn't lay hands on the sick. Come I didn't on. cast out spirits. Mm-hmm. I didn't did all these things. And then you come to me after this and tell me I don't know you? He said, no. 
Mm. He said, I have to reintroduce myself to to you to let you understand who I really am. Mm -hmm. So you just seen a measure under me, but you couldn't be as intimate as I needed you to be because I had to give you this information that was going to revolutionize your relationship to reintroduce so I could reveal who I really am to you. Mm-hmm. And then as I began to reveal myself to you, because before in your relationship, you was more in tune with my ex. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to show you like I showed Moshe. I'm going to show you my way. That's right. I'm going to show you how I operate. You're not going to have a concept because if you got the wrong concept in your belief system, then your reality will be wrong. That's right. Wow. So now I'm giving you the right concept. I'm going to come and change your reality. But now you got to look at, now you got to do everything from a chosen perspective. Mm-hmm. Now you got to do everything because now I was first excited. I'm the most high chosen people. I, I'm jumping around and excited about that. But then after a while, a dagger came to my heart. That means that now the responsibility is greater for me. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now I'm supposed to be responsible for everybody to look at and show them the pattern on how to serve the most high. Uh, how uh, relationship with my wife supposed to be how the relationship with my brothers and sisters is supposed to be. I'm supposed to demonstrate these things. So then, then you when you read the scriptures, it's like the young folks say it hit different now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now you're able to see how intimate he, he is with his people and the requirements that he have upon your life. And then now the prophecies make sense. now. Then now I got the right, uh, concept of what I'm supposed to be doing now and then I got to go back and examine everything right to look at how much of this Babylonian system is in my religious mind rather than what the most high has destined me to do and destined me to walk in so it's imperative where you really understand how much work you got to do just from the uh, just from the cuff of knowing who you are now the work starts it first starts within yourself Mm. And then it starts through duplication of what's in you and others, so we can bring everybody to the fullness of the faith. But it's it's, it's so imperative until your walk and him reintroducing himself to you, yeah. and then you have to be honest and say, you know what, I learned lies. Wow, yeah. I was yeah. taught lies. Mm-hmm. That's true. And then some as some as pastors, like we had to, you had to go back and tell your congregation, hey, I was wrong. Wow. And sometimes some pastors never get to that because of the pride of losing control. That's right. The pride of um not being able to seen at, be seen as the uh the most knowledgeable uh uh-huh. of your church. And God realizing that your people will respect you greater if you can humble yourself because we all learn it. That's right. You humble yourself and say, hey, I was wrong on this, but the most I just showed us a different way. You know, so these are some of the things that you go through a, a stage where you're angry because you find a lie, you mm-hmm. uncover a lie after lie after lie, and you're upset about these things. Then the most I give you a balance after that and learn how to win people, how to mm-hmm. develop people. But you cannot see this revelation and not have responsibility to it. Wow. It's, it's going to make a requirement upon your life, upon your family, and generations to come. Because when you realize, you realize we're doing what Isaiah 64, 61 says, that we're raising up far more desolation. That's right. And the desolation of many generations. So now you are shifting something even in um, your bloodline, in the spiritual bloodline of the Most High. You know, overall, so these things are imperative to understand. And then you begin to go on your journey to come in true, because I always say this, and then I pass the mic. Mm-hmm. 
even when we say now we are in the truth. I don't never say that like that no more. Because really, we are we really coming out of the lie. Yes, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We coming out. We ain't got full truth yet. Okay. So we coming out of the lie and the more truth that the most I see was because your heart has to be ready, has to be conditioned and be and ready to be able to receive truth. If it was like 20 years ago, I would have been able to receive something like this. Right. But the most high here take you through different things in your life to condition your heart to be able to receive truth. So now you can demonstrate it the right way in which he intends. Hallelujah. That's good. Um, can I, can I, can I ask yes. something now? Go ahead. Um, so here's the thing, you know, our biggest enemy, cause he brought, he brought the deep. Our biggest, you know, I, I come up on this, but our biggest enemy is not necessarily the lie that we were told. It's the enemy is not the biggest enemy and, our, and, and the war is not necessarily, you know, the, the, the greatest war is not necessarily the truth we're trying to defend. The biggest battle that we have is with repetition. Wow, okay. Repetition. Because the thing you hear the most of, that's the thing you find that you have to detox yeah. yourself from. Mm -hmm. if, if, because the truth of it is this, that we're more Christian than we are Hebrew. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. We have to leave those Christian principles and then we're coming into this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, we're still coming into it. Right. You know, our group, a lot of our group was in Christianity. That's true. And so we're constantly leaving these principles, these doctrines, these ideologies, and we're we're coming into the lives of someone you begin to share. It's like that's why it's like the more you share with people, the more someone don't hear you. It's not that they don't they they don't want to hear you. It's just the thing that they've heard the most conflicts with what you say. Right. It's repetition. This is what Shaul was talking about when he says that faith comes by hearing. And of course, the faith that we have is hearing by the word of the Most High. Mm -hmm. But that principle in it, where your faith or your belief system is built and structured based on what you heard the most of. If all your life somebody kept telling you you're ugly, you're happy headed gal, you know, and you just you hear that all your life, mm -hmm. somebody comes along and say, you know what you do? Mm -hmm. The thing that you're saying conflicts with it all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And where we are as it relates to where we're going and the knowledge we have, we got to understand this. We know nothing. <laughs> okay, come on. We know nothing. Mm -hmm. the, the, where we go, where we should have been, is the fact that we can't do nothing without Yahushua. That's right. That's right. This is the missing element of it. Knowing who he really is. Knowing that he is not your personal Lord and Savior. Come on. Uh-oh. No, he is, he, is a, he is a kinsman redeemer over a nation. Wow. Uh -oh. Let's go. Uh-oh. He is a kinsman redeemer over a whole nation of people. And so a lot of us, we've come into the awakening of who we are, but we still don't know who he is yet. Still don't know who Yahweh is yet. This is why we can blaspheme and say all these things and not prepare ourselves properly because we don't understand who he is. And so people are keeping this to prayer. Thinking that they they gonna still make it. No, you just know who you are. But now you just got identity now. Now you got to get Yahushua so he can give you instruction on what to do next. That's right. We have to get to a place that we humble ourselves and admit the fact that we don't know what we don't. If it's not for Yahushua, if it's not for his ruach, if it's not for Yahuwah, we would know nothing. That's right. Right. So and we have, go ahead, go ahead. So so that that's part of that um. That um, paradigm shift that um that both Moshe and um Angela was talking about because uh -huh. we <laughs> that's why I said that we coming in we coming out of lies like 
the truth is not the full truth hasn't been fully established yes, yeah. and but it goes back to us not understanding what this actually has been right because there's a whole purpose behind all this the church was a holding tank to strip you completely of not only your Whoa. identity but also your own soul so more you should say that one more time say that one more time Say that the one church more time. was a holding tank mm-hmm. to not only strip us of our identity and our faith but also our soul wow. know that's, hard, that, that, that's a hard saying that's, that's a hard saying prophet now. but go ahead <laughs> so your soul it goes in Hebrew is nefesh mm-hmm. it goes back to your desire right your belly so your so what they did was it wasn't that they just took us our bodies or our lands and stuff in the captivity they took our desire oh, wow right so in, in the midst of us being in that everything every desire that they have they implanted into us whether oh, it be for their culture the things they esteem um lifestyle so even sometimes we'll come out the church and still be in the church it's like mm-hmm, right. it's almost like you've been in an abusive house and with you know and then you leave that house but you still got the ways of yeah. that abuse even though you feel like yeah, yeah. Abuse. that's true yeah because and let's go back to the lesson that um Mochi did about the domesticated mind because when they're domesticated that mindset is going to follow you everywhere you go so it has to be like you have to be like deprogrammed and reprogrammed right you have to be fully fully cleansed from that thing before you can be reset mm-hmm. so we don't under, so so and again Everything that Christ- Christianity is like every other religion. Right. Every religion has a homeland. They got an Elohim. They got a constitution. They got all that kind of stuff. Right. And so when you when you embedded in that, all those things become important to you. And that's that's what we talking about, about coming out of Babylon. So it's a it's a whole process of dying that has it that has to take place in that. But you can't get nowhere until you realize that man, everything I've been taught, I think you I mean, I'll be honest, there's a lot of us that we'll look at even like mates. Some of us have hangups on light skin and white women. Yeah. That yes. Wow. It, it, it just from this captivity. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, so if you grow up in a, if you grow up in a place where you think, like instance, there's some countries that believe that, um, you know, heavy set women are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that that um that everybody goes like for the the look of beauty, mm-hmm. or it could be a certain um, certain feature. So whatever that nation and that constitution and that mindset is, that's embedded in you. That's what you think. So we've been embedded to look for our oppressors for everything. Wow. For, for validation and all these things. So, so saying that to say, so this captivity and the religion is the control. The religion is the control element of it. But the actual um, lifestyle is the application. So we have to come out of both. You got to come out. So there's no way you're going to be able to see pitfalls when you look at your um your enemy as being your protector wow yeah yeah so so anyway so just land back on that so that's where i think that's where we're at and that's the hard thing for people to admit mm. or to see mm. gentlemen we got about three minutes i'm gonna throw this question out there um and you're gonna have to be shooting it quick what should be our um uh, uh what's the how much what should be our interaction with gentiles or the other nations that may come into this information and i know we probably could have did a whole segment but this let's get it done in three or four minutes we we, we can go a little bit longer hard about five minutes we, we all right 
Okay, all right, all right, all right. Elder I said five minutes. So five minutes, what should be, um, like I said, our interaction with the Gentiles that may be coming into this truth and hearing this truth? That's what's on the floor. Go ahead. Okay, I'm to go. I have one quick example. Then I'm going to say that I'm going to be like one minute. Okay. So the context is, going back to a great example what we just said, is, it's like chairs in a church. Mm-hmm. When you go to a church and it, there's chairs there. So your mind thinks, well, this is how we sit in chairs and we stand up. But if you went to a place where there was no chairs, uh-huh. you would think that was strange. Right. But why, why would you think that was strange? You would think that's strange because you've been conditioned to feel like that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Even though in your culture, in your heritage, nobody does that. Okay. But, but going back to, to the Gentile, so um, it's self-explanatory. Okay. If the Gentile wants to follow your whore, there's nothing new about Gentiles in the text. That's, right. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. That the same word, <laughs> the same, same one they have in the Bird Hotshaw, the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, it says that if the stranger decides to keep Torah, right, it has, you know, and yeah. it's about, it talks about circumcision, but it's also circumcision of the heart. Um, and follow after it. And follow the the law of commandments. We can't deny them. We have to treat them like a brother. Okay. That's right. But that's the narrative when people try to push back against the Torah to try to say it's anti-Gentile, and then that's not the case. Yes, yeah, right. Okay. I'll I'll say that um, you can't get mad at the devil for what happened for what happened to you when you got a woman. You know, back back when we was coming up, you don't get mad at the belt and scream at the belt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because the bill ain't swinging itself. Somebody's swinging that bill. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times our hatred is geared towards the people that y'all, use, that y'all use to chastise us. But right. we don't look at what happened for us to cause Yahuwah to cause that bill to be swung. That's right. So if they desire to come over and completely conform over here, then that it should be an issue. Okay. Mm-hmm. According to Torah, because again, like Maury, uh you just said, you know, you want to treat them as a brother. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. Okay, that's good. Anybody else? Right, I just, I just read Isaiah six and six, and then uh, that's good. That'll be my take on it. Mm-hmm. It says, "And the sons of the stranger, the Gentiles that join themselves to Yahuwah to serve him and to love the name of Yahuwah to be his servants, everyone that keepeth even the Shabbat from polluting it and taking hold of my covenant, even them." when I bring to my holy mountain and make them uh, joyful in my house of prayer that they burn offerings and their sacrifice shall be accepted on my altar for my house shall be a house of prayer for all people mm-hmm. Yahuwah our Lord will gather the outcasts of Israel yet and I will gather others to mm-hmm. him besides okay. those that are gathered unto him so he's going to gather the outcasts of Israel and others also too so it's the most high acceptance if we ain't got no say so in that right all right Praise Yah. Praise Yah. He's sovereign. So we accept who we accept, but they have to bow the knee to Yahushua mm-hmm. and understand mm-hmm. the position of his people. That's we right. are the door for them to return, and uh, Yahushua is the door for us to return. That's so right. the order is laid out straight. They can return to the covenant like they have always been able to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is what I'm going to do. we got about two minutes left. Um, uh, Maury, Angelo, go ahead and give your information of where you're at, because I, I, you know, I know I did it with the other Mores, but go ahead and give your information where you're at, and if anybody wants to, how they can reach out to you. Yes, sir. Um, uh, we're in Aiken, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a website. It's ebtministries.org. That's ebtministries.org. Um, our email, our Gmail is ebtministries at gmail. 
um, dot com. Okay. Um, if there's any requests or information, they can reach out there right now because of COVID. <laughs> COVID shut everything down. We're in the process of actually um, going to get in the spot right now. Once that's um, once we have secured that, then we'll let everyone know where we're physically located. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the website and whatnot. If uh, people go check it out, um, want to reach out to us, that's the email. Uh, so that's how you can get a hold to me right now. Okay. And as always, um, if you want to reach out to the um, Rebirth, you can go on their YouTube. You can go on their Facebook page. Um, they are located in South, um, more Yahushua, located in Ant- which Anderson. Anderson, South Carolina. All right. And Moray uh, uh, Moshe is uh, out of Augusta, in, uh, Augusta, Georgia. And so family, like I said, there's so much information, but Mores, I, I appreciate, love, and honor you all for just taking your time and just uh, giving this information out uh, during this time and uh, for this, this month. And, and we just want to continue to uh, be a light and be an example. Uh, we know that our soon-coming King Yahushua is on the way. And so I, I declare to Israel that we prepare our hearts and our minds to walk out this covenant, to uh, walk out this Torah. In, in the spirit of humility, um, that we, when, when our Gentile brothers and those from other nations have a desire to come and be partakers with, with, with us, that, that we show that, that we continue to show that love and that we teach them. And so, uh, once again, Bereed Council is signing off. We appreciate the mores of rebirth. Peace All right. And Peace and blessings and shalom. This was a powerful discussion. And we'll tune in next week as Bereed Council will be back to their normal programming. All right, on that note, shalom to the 12 tribes that are scattered. Shalom, shalom, shalom. We've just been listening with the Marine Counselors right here at Zonet WKDH as we hastily now take you to the Church of God by faith already in progress.